Welcome to the Nasred Podcast, or Nasred Talks About Movies, a place where movies are discussed. Friends, today I have an awesome conversation with a gentleman named John Kaiser. He's a filmmaker, he's a producer, he's done reality television, he's done uh, Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman. He's just an OG guy. He uh, went to film school and he cut his teeth on film, so he knows what he's talking about. He's an awesome guy, and I met him through Aaron, and he's just a really fun guy, and I this conversation is really great, and, one of, and we start off in this conversation with a story of him bouncing out the ShamWow guy from a party that was run by Lawrence Bender and, uh, you know, Tarantino was at the party and stuff, and he just had really great stories, so I really hope you enjoy my conversation with John Kaiser. He's a really great dude. Enjoy. Oh, yeah? Well... <clears throat> I used to intern for Lawrence Bender. Right. And that, you know, that was at the point in my life when I thought I was g- s- done being an intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at some point you're like... I I've had enough of the... You yeah, know, yeah. but when you keep getting into cool places, how do you say no to go intern at Lawrence Right. Bender? And I wasn't even getting credit or anything at the time. I'd already moved here. I was kind of at the end of my run. Uh-huh. And I'm like, if you have a chance to go... Inter, you know, go intern for Lawrence Bender, you know, and Tarantino's your idol. You did. Yeah, yeah. And that was right after they finished Inglorious. So oh, wow. I got to meet him at a, I want to say it was a Memorial Day party. Oh, yeah? You mentioned something over the phone about this Memorial Day party. Please <laughs> take me through it because you mentioned, and I don't want to spoil the story, but it involves the ShamWow guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So please tell me. And we're recording. We're going. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Well, okay, so... Um, I believe it was Memorial Day, and, and and Lawrence, I think, had these sort of known Memorial Day parties uh-huh. where a lot of celebrities and folks would come. And the week leading up, you know, while the party's getting put together, you know, when you're an intern, you're kind of helping out with everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, there's production duties. Yes, there's office duties. But you're kind of helping around, you know, whatever producer or filmmaker's house, right. which, you know, I always thought was fine. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it, if that's the way in, that's the way in. And yeah. That's the way, you know, I mean, you just kind of like... It's the word ingratiate yourself. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Ingratiate yourself with the people. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let them know you're a real guy. So, anyways, I said, "Well, look, you don't hire a bartender. I'm a bartender. Yeah. You know, I was banquet bartending while going through film school, all while I was working at PBS Television when yeah. I first got my start. You know, back in the day. And I said, "Let me bartend." And they said, "Okay, great." And this was Lawrence <clears throat> himself. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow." And so, um, I'd showed up. I told them I'd show up early and help them set up and move tables around and whatnot. Uh-huh. And and they did still order uh, a catering team, which I think came with it. Did it came with uh, a bartender or two? So I think they uh-huh. set up like two different bars yeah. on each side of the lawn or whatever. And what was happening is a lot of celebrities who were on the list were coming, but there was a there was you know there was a list, and uh-huh. it was you plus one or, right. or you plus two, and so. I think whoever was working the door wasn't really maintaining the list uh-huh. too well yeah. and kind of just letting everybody in. Right. And it starts filling up and you know Lawrence's best or good friend who I believe was in the in the makeup business is like, "Well, we'll put Kaiser at the front door." Yeah, you know, yeah. his, his dad's an umpire. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit who he lets in and doesn't let in. Yeah. And uh, and then I told you my dad was a major. Yeah, yeah I was going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go work the door for a little while. That's nothing new for me. I'd bounced, you know, in bars back in New York. Yeah. And so I'm working the door, and um, out of nowhere, the sham wow guy is there. Yeah. And I'm like, 
you know, there's Tobey Maguire, there's, I want to say, like, Reese Witherspoon, or that, that you know, sort that of crowd. Type of crowd yeah, A-list. there. Yeah, A-listers. Yeah, and, yeah. and here's the ShamWow guy, and, <laughs> and, and he's with two models, uh-huh. and... The, the 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 girl gives me her name and God if I'm gonna remember yeah, you know, yeah. Susan whatever yeah, yeah, yeah and I say oh it's 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 you only have a plus one and and she's with her model friend Sham Wow and his buddy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so uh what do you mean you, you you know come on you can you can let us in yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and I'm like well no here's how this works yeah I said when a person comes to the door. And they are with four people, and they only have a plus one. I sort of call the house. Yeah. I talk to Lawrence's buddy. He tells me yes or no, you know. And he's he's kind of giving me attitude. And come on, man, what the hell? And he's yeah. got that squeaky voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm already annoyed by yeah, him, but yeah. I don't want to pass judgment. I mean, who knows? He could be a good guy for <laughs> yeah. him. But anyways, uh, I call up, and I'm like, yes, it's. Uh, Susan, whatever, and her model friend. Okay, but they're with two guys, mm-hmm. the ShamWow guy and his buddy. And uh, they're like, no. And I said, okay. And Did you call him the ShamWow? Like, were you like this? I didn't know what his name oh, really? is. It's yeah. Vince. Now yeah. it just came to me. But I yeah. think it was, yeah, the ShamWow yeah. guy is all I... And Lawrence is just like, no. No, it wasn't Lawrence. Oh, it was, it was the friend. guy. Yeah, yeah his oh, friend yeah. who kind of was like, I had, you know, maintained yeah, the list. Yeah. He's like, no. And so I said, okay. So I go back <laughs> and I say, well, listen, it's you plus one. So, you know, you need to kind of decide who you're bringing in and, yeah. and, and i'm getting you know the, the attitude and she's like well okay and she grabs a girlfriend by the arm and she walks in and mm-hmm. just leaves these two you know <laughs> standing and with their dicks in her hands yeah, so yeah. uh <laughs> he's like come on man come on and he's really trying he's giving me that you know kind of win me over and he takes out a hundred dollar bill and he slides it into my my front pocket and, mm-hmm. and he gives me kind of a slap on the chest like are we okay now yeah and, and i kind of laughed you know and, and i took out the money and I put it back in his pocket, <laughs> and I slap him on the chest. And I say, "Not for nothing, Lawrence Bender will get me further in this town yeah. than, than your hundred dollars." <laughs> oh, wow. And I sent him on his way. Damn. But I'm guessing that's why they put me at the yeah. door because whoever was there was just yeah. like, "What will let anybody in?" You know? <laughs> well, at this time, just to because this was around the time you said Inglorious Bastards, like around that time, right? I think it'd come out within the last couple. Oh months. yeah, yeah. So. I'm trying to figure out because I remember the ShamWow guy used to do this thing, the extreme comedy video or DVD or something really? like that. And like Lindsay Lohan had a like a bit part in it. No, I had no idea. They would advertise it on late night TV and <laughs> stuff like that. But let me ask you a question. So, you know, you work in the biz. You, you, you've been working in the industry yeah. for a long time. How do you go from being the son of an umpire? And right. what team? And just give us some, you know, your story and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, like, how do you go from being the son of the am- umpire and <laughs> cultivating this love for for the business and the art and you know right. all that stuff? How, how do you go from here to there? From well, there, there, I think, and you know, it's funny to kind of answer these questions, you know, and think about your like. It's yeah, like yeah. this is your life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And how often do you really do this? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. People, so it's kind of interesting to me to talk about it. But I, I really believe. It must have started back at the racetrack in, in Finger Lakes yeah. in upstate New York, uh-huh. Western New York, where I grew up. Because my dad, he was a Major League Baseball umpire. He worked, you know, all the, the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles. At the time, umpires only worked either the American League or the National yeah, League. Now yeah. they're integrated. So my dad was an American League umpire. Mm-hmm. And in the off season, you know, just to kick and pass the time, my dad would take me to the racetrack and we'd sit out there all day and play to horses. But, I mean, it was so boring to me as a kid. Yeah. I didn't find it fun so yeah 
and this is a great this is western new york so it's like a cross-section of humanity right yeah. out of a scorsese movie yeah, yeah, and yeah. i think it's kind of you really get to meet interesting personality types yeah yeah at the age of seven that you normally wouldn't meet yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. like so you know you're kind of existing in that world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of degenerate gamblers <laughs> and whatever you know wise guys yeah. and so um the only way my dad could get me to shut up for nine races was buy me three comic books oh nice and it seemed like three books would get me through or a book would get me through three races yeah yeah (laughs) and i think that's literally if i really had to think about it like meant like that's probably where i learned about frame composition yeah probably where i learned about good and evil and storytelling yeah yeah. i probably started there and then i think because i'm a you know i'm a kid of the vhs era once the video store boom happens my dad had a good friend who owned a video store my dad would give him tickets to the ball games and this guy would let me go in and rent stacks of movies dude that sounds like heaven and i'm talking like i'm renting the most obscure shit like dc cab you know southern justice uh anything you know chuck norris yeah yeah, delta force yeah like i wouldn't remember running through the that catalog american ninja right. remember, i'm a kid you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? like, yeah this is yeah. what was cool yeah um and i just would get stacks and stacks of movies and that's probably what said you know hey i, I want to do this yeah it's so crazy yeah and i did i did my undergrad at, in buffalo new york at a small jesuit school called oh, nice. canisius college uh-huh and I think it was there, you know, like I, I basically went there to play football for yeah. th- four more years. I only ended up playing three. I mm-hmm. didn't make it to my senior year for whatever reason. Right. And so, but that's when I started taking film classes yeah. and watching foreign cinema and like, oh shit, there's this whole other world. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. the bicycle thief and yeah. Antonioni, like blow up was changed my life. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. to look at movies in a different way. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that I could really do it. And I, so I, I'd pick up a high eight camera and start you know the, the the and this is a this is a, a school that doesn't have a, an established uh-huh, production uh-huh. program yeah. per se yeah they i've seen production. buffalo 66 so i kind of well have that's it, it. You yeah know, i mean buffalo's a, a buffalo to me is like one of the, the last saloon towns in america yeah you know yeah. i feel like it's just there's you know there's there's casinos and there's you know you can drink at 19 years old if you cross over the border to yeah. niagara falls and it's a tough town yeah, so yeah. um I remember picking up a high camera and, and just running around shooting like Buffalo gangster epics uh-huh. with, with the football team as yeah, my yeah. stars because I'd just seen Pulp Fiction yeah, yeah, and yeah. Reservoir Dogs yeah, and I yeah. wanted to be like my hero, yeah. which is an interesting, you know, to not to go back too much to no, the no. ShamWow story, but eventually uh, Tarantino shows up at the front door. Oh, wow. And he pulls up in this beautiful, you know, yeah. yellow Kill Bill hot rod. He yeah. gets out. With this, the pussy wagon? It, it, or, or, or it was like kind of like it was. Am I saying it that color yellow? Like, yeah. Just oh yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, And and I wish he pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, he's my he, hero too, by the way. Well, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. we both have good taste. Yeah, nice. And he came to the front door, and um, and I'm like, listen, you know, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I grew up in pro sports and hanging out with George Brett and the Ken Griffey Juniors of the world. Yeah. I'm like, you're the reason I went to film school. I go, you, you know, you're my favorite filmmaker, and, and it's and it's really great to meet you. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I'm coming across like a you know four-year-old girl meeting mickey mouse yeah. or something right now and he, he was very sweet and very oh that's great what's your name kaiser and he's so smiling great. and very being very pleasant and and so uh it kind of comes full circle because now at the end of the party yeah they need to kick everybody out but the bartenders are kind of you know when you've got these celeb a-list celebrities asking you for a drink i imagine it's hard to turn them yeah, down yeah, yeah. people are and it's probably not just them i don't mean to hang that on so I mean, people people in general don't want to get kicked out of right. a party yeah, when it's yeah. an open bar but yeah so you know, they're, you know, Lawrence's buddy, uh, you know, can, can help us shut down the bars. And so I go behind the bar. I'm like, all right, it's 
But bar's over, bar's done. I start putting away bottles. Everyone, oh, oh yeah. you know, I'm who's the asshole. <laughs> and who walks up but Quentin Tarantino? And he's like, hey, uh, you got one more drink for your favorite director? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. And so I got a picture with him, of course. Yeah. And, you know, now I'm like, so what are you working on? He's like, well, I'm writing something. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm writing something. And yeah. I think he was writing Django. At the oh, time. yeah. I think that's what it was. Wow. I mean, that would seemingly line up. Yeah. And then, and then I think I met him again at the Producers Guild Awards a couple years after that. Yeah. Um, when I was working for yeah. Morgan Freeman. That's so, so cool yeah, that he could I, be so gracious. I thought and, he was a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just, it, just I would do anything to get on that guy's set. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. PA again. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll be a PA. What do you want me to do? Yeah. You know, I'll lock up the stagecoach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever it takes. So were there any <laughs> other stories from that party? Like, were your eyes just like, oh my God. Or you're trying to act cool. You're trying to be cool in that situation. Yeah. But no, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, yeah, I, I, other than that, other than meeting Quentin, I mean, it was just a party. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It didn't, you know, that's yeah. kind of, again, a way I, I think, because I, I grew up around celebrities and yeah. pro sports yeah. players. I mean, that probably had some effect. Oh, on, yeah. But look, I'm as I get as gaga as the next, you know, film nerd, and yeah. so it's hard. I think there, there's that fine line. You know, yeah. you got to be a pro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I think if you talk to people the right way, and that was probably the way. Yeah, right. Like it's all so, about the approach, and yeah, yeah. yeah so, so tell me about the facilities of the film school in Buffalo. What were they like? Like, uh, I was. It was one edit bay, one. One soundstage. I worked on. They let the college produce a. It was a Jesuit college. Yeah, so we yeah. produced a religious television show uh-huh. that was on Sundays. Yeah. So I worked on that. You know, they they give you like an assignment, like okay, uh, go out and shoot a two minute video that uh, involves a, 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 a snack machine or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. Everyone's movie had to be the same. A payphone. Yeah. Or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. I think it was a snack machine, and I'd come back with like a twenty eight minute <laughs> absurd film where i got the football players slapping each other around yeah. and, and uh, you know so they weren't great um from there I, I moved so that's buffalo i moved back home after college went to uh, moved back to rochester yeah a few months after getting back i um <clears throat> i went into work for pbs television at the uh-huh. local pbs oh, affiliate wow. yeah wxxi in rochester new uh-huh. york and that was my first real jobby wow. job, yeah. you know, in television, and, and I thought it was awesome. I just was fortunate enough to get around a great group of guys who I'm still friends and girls that I'm still friends with to this yeah, day. Yeah. And then at some point, about three months and four months in, I was think I was flipping through, you know, independent filmmaker magazine or whatever magazine it was that was yeah. talking about, you know, Jim Jarmusch's new movie. Yeah. And it's this advertisement for the New York Film Academy, which I'm sure you've heard. I, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so. <clears throat> I was like, oh, move to L.A. and shoot film. Yeah. Sure, let's try that, you <laughs> yeah. know. And and I kind of talked my dad into making this my late graduation mm-hmm, present. Mm-hmm. So I left PBS. I had this great boss named Eric Funden, who is from Alabama, and he had this great, you know, kind of southern voice. He's like, Kaiser, you, you ain't never coming fucking back. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to go to this thing for the summer, and you, 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 ain't, you, you, ain't, you ain't coming back, man. Yeah. Close, close the door. Get out, get out of my office. Guy who gave me my start. Yeah, yeah, Great guy. Yeah. And so um, I did go, and mm-hmm. you go live on UCL. This is probably, I think the program has changed yeah, from what yeah. I've heard. Like, I think it's... I don't know if it's accredited now, and I don't know what the facilities are like, right, but right. when I went there, yeah. it was like you're staying at UCLA's dorm, yeah. you're getting shacked up with someone you don't know. My roommate was this kid named Sidney Jackson Jr., got, just got out of Howard University, yeah. lived in D.C., great kid, one of my dear friends. Yeah. Um, we both go there, and you're shooting on a, on a fucking Bolex camera, yeah. and you know what 
a bolex yeah, yeah. is i mean it's literally like a lead football and yeah. it's like yeah no wonder this is the camera they storm normandy with. yeah 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 three lenses <laughs> yeah and you're shooting 16 millimeter reversal film Jeez. there's only two places in the fucking world that develop but i think it was somewhere in toronto or, uh -huh. or, and there was a place in la yeah and you know you go and shoot some experimental film and i remember trying to like apply for jobs at the end of it i went and lived with a friend in long beach for a month and a half nothing yeah didn't get shit you yeah, know nothing yeah. happened moved back to rochester got my job back at pbs yeah and told eric funny you know i told you I was coming back. <laughs> you know and yeah. i probably didn't prefer it to be that way yeah but, yeah so then i stay at pbs for probably two years mm -hmm. and then i uh i took a sales job because i was bartending and working at pbs at the same time oh, yeah. at the crown plaza hotel you could literally walk there from PBS. It was the dream yeah, yeah. gig. I could still, you know, work in my field of yeah. passion and then go bartend and make real money. Yeah, yeah. And that gets old after a while. But I was bartending and and uh, just out of the blue, this um, this guy from this company, uh, he he was in the paper business. Yeah. And he was there making a deal with Xerox, which is based out of Rochester, mm -hmm. New York. And he was the VP of this paper company and and. Uh, we we could talk and, and he, you know he was gonna take the, the the Xerox guys out to this dinosaur barbecue, which is like the barbecue place yeah, in Rochester. Yeah. What's the name of that barbecue joint? Yeah, you know I'm from Texas. I'm like, no, I know it's good. It's legit. <laughs> like Esquire magazine wrote about yeah, it. Yeah. And instead of taking these guys to the dinosaur, they all hang up at the bar uh -huh. with me, and they're eating chicken wings, and I'm telling baseball stories, yeah. and they're watching Sports Center, <laughs> and they all leave yeah. and. Uh, He's like Kaiser. Is this what you do? You, you're a bartender. I'm like, no, no. I work in I work in TV. He's like, well, I'm looking for a, a a sales rep in this part of the country. Do you have any sales experience? I'm like, well, I just sold you and your buddies eighty five dollars worth of chicken wings and beer. <laughs> yeah. You were on your way to the best barbecue joint in town. Yeah. And he laughed. He's like, look, I'm you know I'm in the paper business. Here's what I slide. You know, it's like out of a movie. He slides his business card. Right. I mean, shit you not. Like yeah. he slid the business card with the starting salary on the back, Jeez. which is a lot more money than I was making at PBS. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what do I know about the paper business you don't need to know shit yeah, it's yeah. Like, you, i'll teach you that you just need to have a good attitude yeah. and personality it's just about selling and like it was selling it was like so these guys would get the big rolls from the mill mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. convert it into copy paper receipt paper whatever whatever and then yeah. we're selling to distributors uh -huh. but you know I, and it, they, they, these guys were the greatest guys in the world it was a very good opportunity it was a great job if mm -hmm. i decided that's what i want to do with the rest of my life i probably could have been good at it yeah and <clears throat> when i was when the guy was bringing me back to the airport to show me the play the you know he was come on down and check out the company uh -huh. i fly down to dallas to check it out great guys i love them all yeah and what do you think i'm like well honestly you know we're in the car driving to the airport honestly i feel like i'm gonna miss my life at tv yeah really he's like yeah he goes well uh he says well you can always go back right and i'm like well shit <laughs> i guess i could always go back yeah. and something just decided to pull the trigger and i did yeah. And uh -huh. I did it for like a year. Yeah. And then one day it was like February and I'm in Pittsburgh and it's a blizzard and I'm there to sell paper. And I just had this vision like John Kaiser was a hell of a paper salesman. Yeah. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> and I caught, you know, I, I applied to film schools. Yeah. Uh, this is where I ended up at San Diego State, which had a good program yeah. um, for what it was. And and I call up this guy and I say, hey, uh, you remember how you, you said I could always go back? Uh, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, but I gave him like, I didn't, it was like three months. It's not like I said, I'm leaving next week. Yeah, I, I yeah. stuck with it as long as I could. Yeah. The you were at the paper thing for yeah, three months. Yeah. 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 Uh, three more months before yeah. the semester started. Oh, right. And that's how I ended up at, yeah. at, at um, San Diego State. And I went to school with um, Destin Crenton, who, who shot, uh, directed Short Term 12. And, um, sorry, the, I'm. Oh, you want to wait for the. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, plane. Yeah, the plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Dustin Crenton was in my program. He directed Short Term oh, wow. 12 with Brie Larson. Yeah. He's got a new movie coming Damn. out. Yeah. Um, so I was in the same program he was in. Uh, it was a grad school. So he was mm-hmm. a semester ahead of me. Yeah. And that's... That's crazy. Because I mean, that's interesting. Because when you talk to people that work and they do stuff in the business and stuff like mm-hmm. that, there's always you hear like, okay, and then at this point, I thought, nah, you know, I'm gonna go do something else. But something pulls them back in. Yeah. It's like the Alpha. Once I thought I was yeah. out, they pull me back right. in, and you just, you know, yeah. it was with you. It seems like it was a gut thing, and you just didn't want to be like the paper salesman. No, guy I didn't want to. You know, I mean, I could have. I would have. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I've always had that. Yeah. adventurous spirit yeah yeah, you know? it's yeah probably from reading too many carol yeah, books or something yeah yeah a kid and so what was the next step like after you know like after grad school? yeah yeah well um after grad school i at the tail end of grad school i realized okay so i kind of pulled an interesting move in film school in that i had already shot my thesis film mm-hmm. or what i thought was going to be my thesis before i got into the thesis program right. because now when i get into the thesis program it's like okay the first part, you know, let's you're pitching ideas, and then you're refining the idea, and then you're writing a script, and then you're gonna, you know, everything's like these stages of sign off yeah, by your yeah. peers and teachers and whatever. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I shot my film, yeah. like it's done. It's a yeah. 35 millimeter film. It's five minutes long. I'm not gonna make anything else better than this. Mm-hmm. I happen to take, I made this film in a cinematography class. Yeah. So me and my dear friend Angel, Angel was a DP. I'm a director. Um, I say, let's trade. You know what I mean? Because he was in the class. Yeah, or yeah. no, he wasn't in the class. I said, let's trade. I'll DP. Yeah. Oh, sorry about oh, that. Oh, no, it's fine. I said, I'll DP. That mm-hmm. way I can learn about... Did I knock this thing? No, no, it's cool. It's just oh, the pop okay. filter. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking all your shit. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I said, we'll trade. You know, yeah. I'll DP, you direct, and we can kind of keep each other in check, and I'll probably learn something about shooting. And yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, three weeks into it, it was an, I, I did an interpretation of an Edward Hopper painting called uh-huh, Room uh-huh. in New York. Uh-huh. And I literally brought the painting to life, set design, whole nine. Yeah. Like three weeks in, I'm like, oh, no, I think we got to trade back. <laughs> like, I got to drag this. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to be my best film. Yeah, yeah. And so then I had to sell it on the, the my teachers and, and the head of the, the film program. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know I did this last semester, but this is going to be my thesis. And yeah. I'll still write the paper and I'll do all that. And nobody wanted to let me do it. And then finally, they let me do it. Mm-hmm. And so... What that afforded me was, since my film was done, I was only responsible for a paper. I still had to check in. But what I did was, is I kind of used that um, that loan money to move to L.A. Oh, nice. So now I'm done with film school, even though I'm still in, in film school. But I got this money in my pocket. I'll use that to move to L.A. Yeah. And I'll get an internship. That mm-hmm. was the plan. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so I start going down the list of internships. And there's Revelations Entertainment, Morgan Freeman's company. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> I love Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. I'll apply there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I applied for a few internships. And who knew that that would really change my life because Morgan's company gave me my start as a producer. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so at the time, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? And so I interviewed, and, and the guy I interviewed with, um, great guy named Torin, he's looking at my resume and he's like, hey, you worked at PBS television, you did all this and that, and what are you looking for an internship yeah. for? And I'm like, listen, man, I, and I'm a little older, I'd gone mm-hmm. back to school, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I was that yeah. guy. I said, listen, man, I don't know anybody in LA. I don't know anybody in this business. Yeah. I go, so if I can bartend four or five nights a week and yeah. intern two or three days and still kind of be in the business in some capacity, yeah. that's why I want an internship. Right. And and I go, and, and I would love to work for Morgan. I mean, the guy's cinema royalty, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought the office was beautiful. And 
I don't know. Yeah. And he hired me. He yeah. gave me an internship. Wow. You yeah. know, and then you know, I stay on for X amount of years. I became the office manager, then yeah. the production associate, and then they gave me my first associate producing job on through the wormhole. Right. Yeah. 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 I was just watching a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. That was my or was. No, wait, did I do? I think before Through the Wormhole, I did a show called Man versus the Universe, which uh-huh, was uh-huh. also for Science Channel. Yeah. It was a three-part miniseries about the future of space exploration. Uh-huh. And I did that. So that was the first thing, the, the first uh, AP job. Yeah, I gave. Yeah. Then I went to Through the Wormhole, and then a cooking channel show called Food Factor Fiction. Right. But, you know, in between that time, I did leave, uh, before I came back and managed the office, I did leave and go work on a few different films. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I worked on the... I worked as a PA on a Jason Statham movie called Safe in New York City. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was a second second on a movie called, um, uh, it's a Kevin Hart movie that my friend Leif made. Why? <laughs> drawing a blank. He's <laughs> um, it was like one of Kevin Hart's yeah, yeah. first films. And so I was a second second on that. I got to meet Ed Asner, who yeah. I still talk to to this day. Like yeah. I'll call him up on a Sunday and be like, oh, what are you doing? I'm doing the crossword puzzle. Ed What's Asner? a five word uh, <laughs> film with uh, Humphrey Bogart or Tokyo Joe? <laughs> um, so I worked on set. Um, yeah. And so then I had an opportunity to get a job you know, full time at Morgan's, they brought me back because uh-huh. they were hiring an office right, manager. Right. So I did go out on set and kind of yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, and and that's kind of how I, I and I think and then after that, I went to work with Aaron, who you and I both yeah, know yeah. for a little while at yeah. Omaze, yeah, producing you know more video branded stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, I, and uh, went and did a reality show after that called Marriage Boot Camp. I make it sounds like such a a vacuum but there's so many of these years yeah extreme. yeah but when we talk about it like i can boil it down to like yeah yeah key five. well i mean it's funny because when you look at like say your imdb it looks like oh this guy had a master plan and he's just you know knocking him out and doing his thing i and think stuff. i take what opportunity is is given to me um you go out and make your own luck that old yeah you know, yeah thing but um it's it, i feel it's you know how this business is it's all um networking recommendations yeah, based yeah. on recommendations right yeah right? yeah 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 i don't i think i've applied for a job once out of the blue and mm-hmm. gotten it compared to like the 10 other jobs that i was yeah recommended for hired because of somebody yeah, yeah. i knew yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and so but i'll tell you the, the fate of getting the internship with morgan's company at literally launching my producing career was was pretty a big crazy. break it's, yeah right? yeah and so now you know now i'm mostly doing a lot of freelance videos i just produced a video for uh golf digest with nice. ricky fowler in oh, wow. florida yeah um so you know i i'm kind of like back into the freelance yeah. world after being in television yeah, for a yeah. long time do you think it was your work with PBS that sort of got them because of through the wormhole? Like they were like, oh, this guy would, you know, like, or was it just they liked you and they just, you know, took well, you in? I think they definitely, I think they definitely thought I was a good guy. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. knew I was, I think everyone over there knew I was dedicated. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's funny as a, you know, producer now, <laughs> I, I, I tried my best to coach PAs, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and again, I'm still learning and still growing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, as a producer. Um, I don't know everything, but I know enough to tell some kid who's just getting started yeah. not to sit and play video games on his phone mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and just kind of the body language you need to have. And, and yeah. be, you know, so I feel I feel like I've always been this guy who, you know, this strong work ethic, yeah. always very, you know, focused on what he's doing and trying to get better. And, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. if you love production yeah. and you love TV and you love film, well, Dan, you know, you're going to try and 
make you're gonna every little task is gonna be a big task. Yeah, I think that's yeah. when people start to take notice. Right, right. You know, yeah. and so but I think attitude is huge. Yeah. You know, you've gotta fit in with the culture and the dynamic of mm-hmm. these people. I'm sure every company's different with how they handle things, yeah. how they talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like with Morgan's company company, there's always this sort of gravitas because of who he is right. and how smart he is and and the shows these guys make, you know, yeah. Madam Secretary, Through mm-hmm. the Wormhole. These are, yeah, you know, big shows. Yeah, they're yeah. big shows, and I think they're smart shows. Yeah. And so there's that level of gravitas, but Morgan is such a good guy. Yeah, you yeah. He's just such a great dude. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, you feel like you can tell him anything, and, and you, it, I've never, you know, it's just this sort of, I've got this openness with him. And, yeah, yeah. And, and you know he's just the best. Yeah. I've seen a picture with you with him, and it's like, wow, those guys are pretty close. <laughs> you know, oh, what the one where he's kissing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the exactly. Wrap of through the worm. Well, what I used to do before I got the uh, when I was a production associate, mm-hmm. I kind of had the the opportunity. This was like after being an office manager, I was kind of co managing the office, but also working on productions. Right, right. Like we did Revelations, uh, partnered up with uh, Michelle Obama to do these three PSAs uh-huh. for the White House. Uh-huh. All about giving back to military right. families. Yeah. Um, Spielberg directed, or Spielberg was the host, the sort of the the, the point front man, mm-hmm. I guess, for one. Oprah was for the other, and who am I forgetting? Hank, Tom Hanks. Oh right. And so you know, got to meet Hanks. That yeah. was obviously another borderline yeah. Gaga moment. <laughs> yeah. But um, they let me work in production as well. And what I used to do is, <clears throat> when Morgan would do the stand-ups. Uh, the studio uh, parts of Through the Wormhole. We do it at Jim Henson Studios, uh-huh. the former Charlie Chaplin Studios. On La Brea? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which yeah. is just a holy place. Yeah. And Chaplin, Chaplin's my idol, by the way. Yeah. This is my favorite. Like City Lights, I think. There's yeah. no fine wow. yeah. film. But, um, you know, so I'm, I used to be sort of Morgan's right hand and make mm-hmm. sure, oh, when's he going to get lunch? And, yeah. and I'm flashing my phone light on the script. And he's, you know, Morgan Freeman rehearsing to you is something. Just yeah, kind yeah. Of, like, forget. <laughs> but um, I used to kind of be his, you know, right hand man on the set. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hang out. And so I'd sit with him. We'd talk a lot, you know, yeah. and as much as we could per what he was doing. And he sings all the time on set, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Yeah, he's a big music guy. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, you got to, I got to know the guy yeah. a little bit, you know? One of the things that I find fascinating about your story, and you may not think it's a big deal, but it's a huge deal to me, and I'm sure it's a huge deal to a bunch of people that are listening and people that are interested in this, is that you cut your teeth on film. Yeah, I shot film. Yeah. 35. I've is, shot 16. I've shot 35. That's insane. I loved it. That's cool. I just love the process. Like, yeah. There's nothing like, you know getting that roll back from photocam and taking it, you know, getting your your film colored with a colorist yeah, and watching yeah. them push and pull and fix yeah. it. For, I mean, when you grow up kind of a film nerd, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know who is still shooting film and film programs yeah. if, if that if they allow you to anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's... But I mean, I would shoot film again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would shoot 16 if it was a horror movie or had the right tone or yeah, yeah. a thriller and something edgy. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love the process. Yeah. I think you know the variables are more fun. You know, yeah. I feel like you're you're doing what the old masters did. Right, like you're somehow honoring you know Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Like that, well, that old mean, guard. Yeah, it's cool because like say even especially now like say I watch some crummy movie from like the seventies. Yeah. I'm still like, well, that was shot on film. Right. So it's yeah, it's, you're watching like Altman shoot yeah, Mash exactly, on film, and it's know. just got that grit. Yeah. Or the French Connection. Oh like, yeah. Could you imagine if the French Connection was shot on a red? Yeah. It, it, would, it wouldn't look the it same thing. Work. And then you know yeah, film really like blows my mind as like a film fan. Would you remember like those old cheesy documentaries where it was like you know this is Johnny. 
money and don't you, do drugs yeah, or, yeah. or and even more so as they got a little more progressive in color they always had like that it, it always seemed like you were standing in that room yeah. with those people yeah like, yeah yeah i don't know there's this sort of a photo realism mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. it all and guys like i think altman use it to their advantage yeah because yeah. altman's trying to put you there right you know, you're supposed yeah. to be a fly on the yeah. wall and so the more documentary docudrama yeah. you come across so have you noticed like a big i mean obviously there's a huge difference between digital and film but in terms of production and on sets and stuff have you what are the differences now that like that's become the standard i think it's more efficient you know you yeah. got a dit who's downloading and telling you right away yeah Hey, your that media card's bogus. Like yeah. you know, you didn't get that. Like remember, you'd have to wait days yeah. and to, you didn't get it. You got to go back and do. So I don't know the efficiency. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of a machine yeah. now. It's kind of moving. And yeah. but then again, I've been mostly working in branded stuff. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. The, the digital medium services right. that you know. Yeah. I don't. I haven't been on a film set in quite a long yeah, time. Yeah. You know, I've been mostly working in television yeah. the last five years yeah, or yeah. doing branded web stuff. Yeah. So, you know. It, it's kind of hard for me to comment on it, but I, I just think it's more effective for the yeah. workflows. And, yeah. and, but, and you know, I think there's still, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm still, I'm sure there's still are people will shoot it and, and choose to do it for artistic reasons. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it'll ever go away. Yeah. I don't know. If I was Kodak, I'd probably be giving it away to film school. Yeah. Like, shoot yeah. this. You yeah, know, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I would try and find a way to keep it in the, in the zeitgeist yeah. to some degree. What did you guys shoot uh, through the wormhole on? um i believe god you asked me that question oh sorry well no that's okay no i believe i want to say i think it was maybe a panasonic but then whatever their high-end camera was you know we shot on i'm well i'm thinking strictly for like in the field you know you would use different cameras Mm -hmm. per whatever dp owned his own gear yeah yeah you know what i mean and so i i couldn't tell you exactly from one shoot to the next what cameras were being yeah use but typically you know there are once you get into that range you know a c300 is yeah is going to service you and as good as an f you know sony f700 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. like they're all relatively yeah. close yeah you know? so like on sets have you ever had it where you know it's important to keep your cool just in life in general right but have you ever had it where there was a like you know a bad situation or 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 it's almost like a pressure cooker and you're how do you keep your cool in because i know sets can be nuts you know yeah i'm i'm trying to think um i'm trying to think of what one time you seem like a chill guy that's why i asked well look here's the thing i am the son of an umpire (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you know i i I, you know but yes no i am i think i'm a very I think I'm a very enthusiastic yeah, person, yeah, yeah. but yes, I try to make, I think as you get older, mm-hmm. the more shows you've been on, the more yeah. shoots you've done, you've troubleshooted things. You know, if you're if you're a smart producer, you're walking away from every shoot like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And what am I never going to do again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think part of being a good producer is, is being like when they, when someone says something to you that is sort of like shaking the foundations of the earth, mm-hmm. it's not reacting like a moron. Yeah. It's not, you know, never let them see you sweat. It's like, okay, got it. Right. Go figure. That's your job is yeah, to figure out yeah. how to make problems go away. Yeah. So you don't want your team seeing you looking like you're mm-hmm. rattled. So yeah. you just kind of smile. You know, you cry. You know, you shake your head and, and figure out how you're going to solve a problem. Right. Right. Um, I think you get a lot of that in the independent film world. Actually, I did. Now, now that I think about it, you made me realize I did go back last summer or the summer before and work on my friend Travis's film, Dance Baby Dance, uh-huh. in kind of a indie film where everybody's doing two jobs right. so it's like yes i'm helping him produce on the front end and then once we're on set i'm second ading but yeah. then 
he's got to leave to go put out some fire that doesn't involve being uh-huh. on set. You know what I mean? And now yeah. I'm ADing. So, yeah. you know, that's, um, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how you, how you handle it. I yeah. think you just don't let anybody see you sweat. Yeah. Rely on your team. You've hired people smarter than you to do their job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's what any, yeah. any smart director or producer does. Have you noticed anything that the younger guys do that you're like, oh, I wish I could tell them, no, don't do that? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to generalize, but yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I think that there's sort of, a, and I don't want to say it's a cockiness. I just want to say it's it's an assured, they seem very self-assured for right. not having done a lot of shit. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no I, I got the shot. Oh, that's okay. Well, you know, I, I'd like to do it again. You know, just well, why? Why I got it? Yeah. Well, it's not your job to 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 answer me back with a question or just shoot it again. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. I think there's a lot of self assuredness, but I mean, I'm not saying that's everybody, but I don't know. I think there's something about the way you learn things right. in life, in film programs, yeah. like so. And think of how how the way we consume media has changed. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you and I didn't grow up watching YouTube videos. No, no. We no. grew up watching VHS. films, yeah, movies. You had to sit there for an hour and a half. Yeah, it wasn't you know. It wasn't content. It no, was, it wasn't content. It yeah. wasn't some four minute. Let's watch eighth graders react to you know uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga or something. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's just, it's just yeah. Okay, there's yeah. A, there's a place for that. Sure. You yeah. Know I mean, every, you know, but we didn't digest media the same way, and yeah. I think. And, and I'm not to saying they don't look at it like a craft, but I, I think we certainly did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we studied every move. We because mm-hmm. we said, well, well, we want to shoot something like that. Like we want to do that scene. You know, from uh, you know uh, rounders, where yeah, yeah. you know, a standoff between some crazy Russian yeah. and some you know young kid. You know, you, you just see Fargo. I want to shoot something in the snow, and you know, there's a craft. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think. We got to explore a lot of those things in film school and had a chance to do what we could do per our budgets. Yeah, yeah. I really think we're lucky because guys like us, like you said, we had comic books. We didn't have a screen that could show us anything. We had a piece of paper and our imagination. Were you a comic book fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked uh, Marvel. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a big book just about Marvel. Mm -hmm. It was like a really great book. I still have it and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I was like into comic books, movies. What do you think about the current state of affairs of comic book films? It's interesting. And TV shows. Yeah. I actually kind of like it. You do, well, yeah, because the technology's caught up. Finally. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. That. It's like it's like the kid that we were when we right. were consuming those things. Now that kid is getting his movies that he <laughs> dreamed of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I do feel that it's very easy to be cynical about it and stuff. Ah, uh, you're right. You know what I mean? Sure. And and I can. I get it. Like, there are older people that I know that are like, oh, I'm not into the spandex and this and that. But it's like. You know, and what's funny is, you know, Tarantino said this where, you know, like, you know how like Marvel bought, I mean, Disney bought Marvel and stuff. And Tarantino was like, look, those movies are probably the most interesting thing Disney is doing right now. So (laughs) why get down on it? You know, like, it's like, because, you know, I feel like you could either get really cynical about shit and be like, oh, it's not the same like when I was a kid. Or you could just throw yourself in and be like when the marvel movies come out i'm gonna go see them they're not gonna be perfect but i'm gonna enjoy them you know what i mean it's like well i think someone got the memo because movies like logan yeah movies like deadpool yeah i mean those are our those those are movies for our version of of the comic book and you like logan yeah i loved it was awesome i was blown away i just couldn't believe what i was watching i cried well yeah i mean it's got those elements like 
wow, you really gave me this sort of like ethereal experience. And yeah. like, I got to like, you know, I loved that idea of the last remaining mutants and how they're yeah, living yeah. their lives. And it isn't this great complex anymore yeah, that we yeah. live in. And I thought it was, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. And Deadpool, because I'm a stand-up comedy nerd, I mean, yeah. Deadpool is this, you know, this yeah. perennial stand-up comedian of Marvel yeah, heroes. Yeah. And so thought the movie was brilliant. Yeah. Script was great. Yeah. And I'm a fan of Guardians, too, quite oh, yeah. frankly. I haven't seen the new one, but I mean, so look, I, I haven't seen The Last Avengers or whatever, The Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Will I? Maybe. Yeah. But I didn't have to, I, I, I'm not going to run out and see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't want to watch superheroes fight fucking robots. And, yeah, exactly. You know, that's like yeah, what Star Wars was doing when they went back. Yeah, exactly. The, the Clone Wars and all that shit. Yeah, and it's, it's like, you're taking the human component Exactly. See, I agree. See, what's totally, Yeah, I totally. A robot? Yeah. I agree with you on that because that's the flip side of my feeling of just throw yourself into it right. is that, yeah, the, the last 30, 40 minutes of most of these movies <laughs> are pretty much the same. It's right. a bunch of pixels right. and it's a bunch of stuff and it's like, that's where I kind of check out of the yeah. movie and stuff yeah. and I'm just... I mean, that's fun for certain audiences. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, I don't quite knock it. You yeah. Know? I, I don't know. People are trying to tell me that, that, that the... the um, Winter Soldier was this great movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what action movies did you grow up watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking shit about it. It's a fine enough film. Mm -hmm, but I don't find that movie to be mind-blowing. Yeah. Like a great movie. Like, yeah. Like, Heath I barely Ledger, remember. Keith Ledger it. playing the Joker's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Reserve those mm -hmm, mm -hmm. words for, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. And then speaking, you know, the flip side, because I've talked about this on the podcast before of DC versus Marvel oh, in God. terms of their movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's probably a whole hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like DC is kind of lagging a little bit in terms of like i don't know how you feel about them no i haven't seen anything that i you know from dc i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't see batman versus superman yeah. i the la i saw the superman movie with kevin costner and what the hell was that called uh, man of steel and yeah. that was uh, no i mean I, yeah. I mean you're like jesus michael shannon's playing general zod yeah, yeah i'm in yeah, you know yeah. like where do i mm. sign up like for that alone yeah i, I didn't feel bowled over by that movie yeah, yeah the yeah. wonder woman trailer looks fun yeah that looks I cool i mean yeah. we'll see i mean they all look like you know the movie 300 but with superheroes yeah and yeah so that's why logan was such a fresh yeah blast of fresh air because yeah. it's like you're giving me a real movie on top of all the superhero what a stuff. a way for Jackman to go out. Yeah, like, yeah. Holy for real. shit. Yeah, yeah. You didn't go out doing like the fourth Wolverine. Yeah. You, know, you went out doing something kind of special, Yeah, he was man. smart with it, you know. Like, I mean, what a hell yeah. of a film. I don't even know who directed that, but now uh, I think uh, James Mangold. Oh, really? Yeah. He, oh, wow. Yeah. And which he is, probably wrote it, too. I yeah, which then. is an interesting fit, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, Um So here you are. You're this guy. You're working in the business. You're enjoying your life and stuff. If well, there's, yeah. <laughs> relative to what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there was some kid out there, and he's hopefully listening. Hey, kid, are you listening? But, like, there's some kid out there. And he's like, you know, I want to do what this guy does. He seems to have it figured out. And, and I want to work and, and meet people and live a fun, exciting life. What advice would you give to that kid? Well, there's no guarantees in life. Yeah. So that's the one thing. You got to be real. And like, if it doesn't happen immediately, try again. And if yeah. it doesn't happen after that, try again. Yeah. I feel like by the time you get to your 14th try again, then something probably will happen yeah. for you. Yeah. I would literally just give myself to the whole experience. Yeah. I would get in. I would, in, you know, I'd find internships. I mean, I know a lot of them now you have to get credit. That's mm -hmm. not how it used to be. Mm -hmm. And I know that in that version of 
that system of internships, you know, it's easy to exploit yeah, yeah. a person, you know, mm-hmm. working versus interning. There's that yeah. fine line. But back in my day, you could get turned my back in my day, <laughs> uh, you could get credit or you, you didn't have to sometimes. So yeah. I still think there's certain places, but I don't know. You know, it's a tough thing because I was having this conversation with a, an AC on this last shoot we did with Ricky Fowler and he new guys going to film school in Boston and would hang out with them. Yeah. He didn't go, he wasn't in a film program, he just hung out with them. Mm-hmm. He soaked up all this information. And next thing you know, one of those guys hires him to be like a camera assistant. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's an AC. And next thing you know, he's an AC and he's shooting. And yeah. he's like, so I'm, I'm with the DP and this guy who ran B camera for, for on the shoot. One did the film school route, you know, yeah. in Boston, the other didn't. And he's standing on the same set. Yeah. On the same golf course. Right. With Ricky Fowler in Florida. So, yeah. Look, is it, it's like it's not like being a doctor. There's a, you ask a hundred people how they broke in, you're gonna get a hundred different answers. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I was like, I gotta get to LA and I gotta get in this system. Yeah. And what way? So what do I do? I, I get an internship. Now I'm in the front door. Yeah. And you outwork everybody, and then mm-hmm. you try and get on a set, and you are. And you, you, I mean, I think you got to get on a film set to figure out what it is you want to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You may, you know, I may have wanted to be a writer and a director in, in, in at San Diego State, but I've kind of gravitated gravitated more in this producer yeah. avenue. And I think maybe just because I'm a hustler, yeah, I'm just yeah. a natural born, try and get it done, yeah. boots on the ground, you know, guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I love telling stories. Yeah, so you're yeah. going to do whatever you can to tell stories in whatever capacity. Yeah. I think it's easy to get down to, to like, I got a friend of mine who wanted to be a, uh, you know, he thought he was going to be a DP, and now he's he's doing a D, he's a DIT, yeah. you know, downloading media, and, and he's like, just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of ran with it, and you know, and that's how he feeds his family. Yeah, so yeah. like, I don't know. I'd be prepared to kind of f- be prepared for anything. Bust your ass. I mean, I, I'd yeah. say outwork everybody. I'm yeah, not set and immerse yourself. Who's in the it? hardest yeah. working person, and who's the most well liked person? Yeah study those people yeah yeah you know what i yeah, mean but yeah. do it your way you got to be you yeah. you know what i mean and i'm certainly have never changed you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah i feel like you know so you know it, it's it's a tough system yeah it's yeah. a tough business yeah i mean now more than ever but maybe the fact that there is so much content being made and maybe because we are consuming content at sort of this voracious <laughs> level yeah. uh, you know like maybe that's a good thing yeah yeah and there's and and so you cut your teeth and don't think like just because you're doing one thing that's going to be it I'm yeah, yeah. Forever. like so yeah. you're like you like you said you got to immerse yourself yeah man, yeah. And, and, yeah and be smart you yeah. know learn from your peers mm-hmm, ask questions yeah make you know? friends make friends because yeah. you that's you're going to get recommended yeah yeah you yeah. know it, it's amazing to me when i hire try i try and hire these old interns as much as i can yeah someday they're going to be the ones giving me a job mm-hmm. they're going to loop me you know, yeah let yeah. me in yeah. say and and so you know, you want to make sure you do good by the, the, the yeah. your, your interns and your young generation too, yeah, so yeah. you can get hired. You yeah. know what I mean? What's next for you? What do you? Well, I think right as of right now, I'm I'm kind of I'm still wrapping out this this shoot for this company, the the Golf Digest videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a I've got a, a project of mine that I'm working on with a guy named Will. Um, we've got a feature. Yeah, this is like nice. my first real sort of like passion project that i'm also like like we're the, the the dots are being connected yeah yeah um it's a it, it's a it's a story called the king of notting hill yeah and it it's a true it's a real life story that my friend will uh he's from the uk got uh-huh. the life rights yeah and wrote this amazing script about this this uh 
social political figure that no one's ever heard of named Michael X. Mm-hmm. He was essentially the UK's version of Malcolm X. Uh-huh. And when Malcolm was on his sort of tour of the UK and 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 spreading his message and uh-huh. and talking about the civil rights movement, he empowered this guy Michael, who was kind of like you know Notting Hill at the time was you know a lot of kids were squatting. Yeah, this yeah. is where punk rock was yeah. born out of, and Pink Floyd's hanging out down mm-hmm. there. And the guy thought he was going to be in music. He was a very you know sort of uh, interesting figure and, and, and very much a, um, uh, people gravitated towards yeah, him. This, yeah. ex- this exciting personality and being. Um, he turns out to be one of the most significant civil rights leaders that, that no one's ever heard of. Uh-huh. And in a very John Grisham sort of thriller sense of his life, he's falsely committed or falsely accused of a, of a murder he didn't commit. Oh, gee. And uh, he eventually hangs because of it. But uh-huh. The way we take a look at the story is through the eyes of an American journalist. Yeah. She's a very, very conservative sort of uh, j- journalist and, and, and a figure. Yeah. And the way she gets involved in the story is John Lennon funded Michael X's movement to some degree. Wow. She's in the UK covering Lennon as to kind of out him as a communist. Yeah. Finds out that she's got this connection to Michael X, who some want to call a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. When he's a, you know, a civil rights mm-hmm. leader. Um, and, you know, um, so th- this the, the whole movie is really about how her point of view changes. Uh-huh. And she goes from sort of condemning Lennon and Michael X to actually, once she realizes his, he's being falsely accused of crime, she does yeah. a 360. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of about how she sees him in, through her eyes. So it's, it's you know, it's about perception. Yeah, yeah. Degree. Um, That's a nice story. Nowadays, but... with media can tell you one thing. Well, it's always been that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whose truth does the media mm-hmm. tell on whatever level? Right, yeah. But um, I love that, that that she's essentially the protagonist. It's not really the Michael X character. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, we're not, do, you know, we, we like to say it's Spotlight meets Malcolm X. Yeah, nice. Um, because it sort of exposes this, yeah. this, this injustice that the governments and everybody else who wanted Michael cool. killed. So we've got financing in place. Nice. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, Mario Van Peoples attached to direct. Ooh, I love that yeah, guy. I mean, that's... That to me, th- talk about cinema Dude, royalty. A, yeah. you know, a, a guy who grew up in the business. Yeah. And, Have you seen Badass? Uh, no, is that the movie about his father? Yeah. I yeah. have it if you want to borrow it. Okay. It's so great. It's one of the best he films. Pl- of- he plays his father. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's great. one of the best films about making a movie I've ever seen. Okay, well, then it's, I got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you borrow it. I got, take it. Yeah. I got to definitely it's watch so it. It's so great. But yeah. But to think that, you know, and obviously um, Mario's dad was a, a, a very important figure. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, in, I'd say, in what was going on in yeah. art. And how art and social issues cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially just together. for indie film, sure. you know, like yeah, yeah. Sure. So we've got you know, we've got Mario attached, and you know, there's a lot of things happening. So, you know, I'm still working, you know, doing getting the paycheck, making yeah, brand yeah. new stuff, or working in reality or whatever. Yeah. But this is the this is hopefully going to be the first film, yeah. you know, first film I get to produce, and um, I'm really proud of it. Will wrote a great script, and, very nice. And so. We'll see what happens. We'll see. That's dude. Well, congratulations, yeah. and it was. Thank you for coming here and talking to me and sharing some war stories. Do you have any other war stories? Anything? And you mentioned a few names that of films that I didn't even know. I got so embarrassed. Are there any films you want to throw my way that you can recommend or anything? <laughs> anything at all you want to leave us with? This was awesome. Well, by I the just way. watched, and we brought it. I just Chaplin came up, but I just watched City Lights right. with a friend. Yeah. Who she'd never, she, you know, someone who knew who Chaplin yeah, was, yeah, yeah. never watched. And she was kind of like, at first, like, oh my God, I got to watch this silent film with this guy. <laughs> and she was in tears by the end of it. Oh, yeah? And I tried to explain to her, like, I think City Lights is the first romantic comedy of yeah, all time, yeah. probably the greatest. Why? You know, before when Harry met Sally, uh-huh. there was this. So, I mean, that's something I just watched recently that yeah, I think every yeah. time I see that movie or 
Chaplin just has a way of like yeah, shattering yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, something I really in, in, in something I like that's newer, I guess. Uh, I thought Hell or High Water was unfortunate. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, and the screenplay is flawless. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't waste one word. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and being a guy who, who's a writer too on the side, I got, you know, I have a writing yeah, partner yeah. and I don't know if I told you about this. Well, you bring up something interesting. Yeah. It's like, cause I saw you got escape from LA up oh, there, yeah. but, um, my writing partner and I are huge John Carpenter. Yeah. Fans. He's a man. So we, we just finished a, a script. We said, well, we want to write a movie for Carpenter. Yeah. If he doesn't direct it. Yeah. We're gonna, so we, we came up with an idea for a story called Hack, and huh. it's about this ex-NHL goon mm. who was the biggest enforcer in his day and got paid to kick ass and not score goals, yeah. completely has a meltdown and falls from grace and loses all his money and loses everything. Yeah. And we literally go from the Stanley Cup finals, fast forward three years, and he's driving the Zamboni yeah, at the yeah. local hockey rink, and he ends up... You find out that he's a banquet bartender. There's real life yeah, crossing yeah. over uh, to, to make ends meet in addition to yeah. cleaning the ice at the kid's hockey rink. Yeah. And he shows up one night at this creepy-ass country club and he notices everyone's a little weird. Things are a little out of sorts. Yeah. Can't quite put his, his hand on. He's bartending and, and sort of shoplifting at the same time. Mm. So that's the kind of asshole this guy is. Yeah. And he he realizes that they're all a bunch of high-class cannibals. Yeah. And tonight, <laughs> the waitstaff is on the menu. Yeah. So this like salty, pain-in-the-ass ex-hockey player yeah. has got to save everybody's life from these crazy cannibals. <laughs> nice. And it's very much a send-up to yeah. the evil dead, Shaun of the yeah, Dead, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. especially Carpenter. And yeah. so I uh, just finished that screenplay. So, nice. you know, that, you know you work your ass off, but you got to have those side projects, yeah, man. I yeah. mean, if you're interested in doing that, so yeah. you got to make the time to yeah, write. And I'm, no. I'm very lucky that my writing teacher from college, Lee Marshall, who wrote a bunch of episodes of Magnum and MacGyver yeah. and, and, and Remington Steel, mm -hmm. you know, he's still my friend and yeah. beer drinking buddy, and I still have that writer mentor or that, that mentor figure. Yeah, in my life. yeah. That's you know, cool. and to challenge me. So you know, I surround yourself with yeah. those kinds of people. Keep yeah. working on those indie projects, yeah. but um. I don't know. I, I guarantee if we do part two, I'll, I'll probably have more war <laughs> yeah. stories for One you. final question, sure. because you mentioned Carpenter. Right. Uh, horror films. You you dig them? I like a specific kind of yeah. horror movie. I'm not a guy who goes out and consumes yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, House at the End of the Block or whatever. I'm not, I've <laughs> yeah. never seen a Saw. Yeah. And that's not because... Yeah. Uh, it's just not your thing. It's yeah. You know, it's not... Yeah. Halloween, to me, is my favorite. Yeah. And again, it's Carpenter's it's so my, my hero. Yeah. I love Halloween. Uh, the thing, I guess, if you call that a horror movie, I guess it's more of a thriller. Yeah. When I was a kid, I admit I loved all the Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I couldn't get enough of that yeah, shit. Yeah. As I grew up, I kind of grew out of that. Yeah. But I do like good horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it just—I don't know. It, it's I guess it's got to be a specific. I've never yeah. really been into like the the gore for the sake yeah, of yeah. gore. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's probably why you know Halloween is more my pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think Jason Blum and everything he does is just brilliant. Oh, I love that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. What a great story! To, like I like I just like his model. Mm -hmm. We're gonna spend this much. We're gonna do this. These are this is where exactly. we make movies. Yeah, yeah. And he's almost like you know he reminds me of a modern day Roger Corman. Exactly. Yeah. Know? Right. And the, yeah. Like that that model. And, yeah. You know what what a smart dude. And yeah. He makes good films. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because when we it's funny you mentioned that because I always thought that of him mm -hmm. and it's like I feel like when we see that happening when it's happening it's hard for us to recognize the greatness of it or you know right. what's cool about right. it and it's like no he's doing he's, he's 
he's doing his little American international pictures or whatever, you know, Roger Corman kind of thing. He kind of is. Yeah. And yeah. shocking that Corman is still making movies. Yeah. Like I'd heard a podcast <laughs> with him. He was on Hardwick show. Oh yeah. I think he was on Hardwick show. Yeah. And I heard WTF too. He was. Oh, on was he on? The, I, I, oh, maybe I, that's what. Maybe it was. that was it. Yeah. I, I listen to both. Yeah. So, uh, I love his voice. He has this, oh, you know, yeah, like this yeah. calm, like yeah. sort of chill voice yeah. and stuff. And yeah. he's ninety years old. So yeah. See, I think that's a great thing about filmmaking is you can you can be a filmmaker into your nineties. Yeah. Like you can't work at the Ford plant in your nineties. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. so it's, and 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 you know, it's just something about you know if you can if you can find a way to make a a life for yourself you know what i mean and, yeah. and i'll tell you I, it's my dad wanted me to stay with the paper company yeah you'd own that fucking company by now you know what <laughs> yeah. I, mean? but, well, I didn't want to yeah yeah, I mean? yeah, and yeah so people you know you, you people are going to tell you one thing and mm-hmm. you, i think if you you spoke about gut instinct yeah like, now nah, i'm gonna try it i'm gonna go why would i've gone this far yeah why'd i go you know why would i've only gone halfway yeah, yeah. to not try and push to the end zone yeah it's, don't mean to use sports metaphors no, no. and everything but if you went that far, why why would you quit now? Yeah. You know, what I mean, give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that ha- it's kind of like, in the proverbial words of my friend Jeff from the paper company, you can always go back. Yeah, you can always go yeah, back. Yeah, you yeah. can have a second act. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so I, I just think it's important to stick with if that's what you want to do. Yeah, you know, but it, it's 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 a tough ride, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a long ride. I had a friend that told me this quote, and I think it's from like one of the French New Waivers or something. But the cinema chooses you. Hmm. you know and you seem like a guy that has been chosen and i thank you so much for coming on my podcast and, i'd love and, and to do doing it again the, man you're, dude you're, please return you're, you're great to chat with oh thank you thank man. you uh please return when you when the film is getting hot absolutely and yeah awesome i'll keep you thank posted. you so much and where can people find you online uh Twitter well i got I mean, my vimeo page is just john kaiser nice films at if you type in if you google john kaiser vimeo you, you know there'll, there'll be a link to a bunch of my work but yeah. i mean i'm i'm more of a producer for hire i'm yeah. a hired gun i'm i'm not a guy who's, you know but i mean you can see some of the video i mean look we i i chose i still try and stay creative you know my i got a good buddy named john fulton we, yeah he does comedy rock we tend to make you yeah. know funny vi- you know music videos nice when tinder was getting hot we did <laughs> tinder the musical yeah yeah which was great because funnier die picked us up put us on the front oh, yeah? page nice. huff post wrote about Damn. us so it's fun to have those little side projects yeah, yeah. to keep it like okay we're controlling all the yeah, yeah. now and so yeah i mean you, you, i guess that's where you can find me and but I, yeah I'll, I'll return with with hopefully Please. good news yeah. sooner than awesome later. thank all you right, so brother. much boom fist bump fist it out awesome cheers cheers follow me on twitter at mr nasred follow me on instagram at mr nasred email me at nasredpodcast at gmail.com and visit me at nasred.com for all of your nasred needs and please do like share and subscribe on itunes and leave me a beautiful review and buy a wild seven productions t-shirt 10 percent of the proceeds go to children incorporated and also the forums are up on nasred.com so uh, go and uh, you know comment and talk about movies and talk about soda pop goodbye my indie filmmaker friends 